This is Art Town, and I'm your host, Justin Baker. Sort of. This episode, I am riding shotgun to our guest host, Brian Sermo. Brian explains this in the beginning of kind of the interview. Uh, so it was his pick. He picked um, Jeff Starr, which lucky enough for me, and I believe for you too, uh, I'm a big fan of. I follow his work on Instagram. And uh, for me, it really resonates on all these kind of different levels of like image making, the way that he kind of combines and pushes two worlds together, abstraction and a kind of a seeming reality. It's not a full reality, I wouldn't say. I don't know what a full reality is, actually. But uh, I think you get what I'm saying. So we go down, uh, Brian and I, we go down to Hudson, uh, have a great chat in the car, and uh, we kind of roll in on Jeff and uh, take over his living room. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and it came from, I, I, I think the idea, well, again, Brian does explain it, it was a conversation, but he probably doesn't have all my my baggage and my imposter syndrome feelings of, uh, you know, I'm, I go and I, I talk to a lot of painters, and uh, I love painting, um, but uh, I, I think I asked Brian if he'd do it because I, I was curious what a uh, like a full um, I, don't, I don't even know how to put it, but like I guess in my 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 goofy way, I would say like a real painter how how they would uh, how they would ask um, questions to another painter. I was kind of curious, and uh, I, I think it was. Yeah, it was super interesting. It was fun. You'll hear me chime in a little bit here and there. Uh, I just try to let Brian go with it. And uh, my, I think my mic's a little off in that in that interview. We we had some weird leveling issues with where uh, the mics and you know it was kind of a makeshift thing. But but that's how it goes when you. Um, when you do Art Town, um, or you just show up at people's houses or studios and try to record professionally. So um, I, I don't know what happened with mine. Well, you can hear me, though. Maybe just knock it up a little bit when you hear my you know, raspy, withered voice chime in. So Brian did awesome. I would love to do it again. Um, I've, I don't know. I've kind of wanted to have a, a co-host or guest host since I started this thing. But um, I just think it's maybe more fun, but I, I don't know. I'm okay doing it by myself, too. So here is Brian, um, our esteemed guest host, amazing artist himself, Jeff Starr, and me chiming in wherever. So here you go. Enjoy. So it just starts just like that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so I guess I guess the way I'll do it is just kind of go back to how we got here. Okay. And why I am uh, invading Justin's podcast. Okay, uh, good, good. A couple years ago, I asked Justin if he could help me put together a, a studio stereo system. 
because um, he's got a lot of knowledge with, huh. you know, uh, receivers and things like that. Yeah. So as he was helping me in my studio, he said to me, would you ever be interested in co-hosting one of my podcasts with me? I was like, yeah, I would love to. Uh-huh. And he said, um, "Yeah, think about think about some artist or some artists you might want to invite or talk to, and mm-hmm. let's put up together a list, and maybe it's something we do down the road." But you know what? Two years went by or so, mm-hmm. and he's just yeah. busy and things going on. Mm-hmm. So he wrote me an email or texted me a couple weeks ago, and yeah. he said, "Hey, do you still want to do that? Come mm-hmm. host with me." I said, "I said I would love to." And he goes, "All right, you have any artists in mind?" And you were one of two that I thought of. Okay, cool. And. Um, I mean, I, I, thank you. Relatively <laughs> met you, uh, relatively recently. I mean, it hasn't been that long that I've known you. I Ten guess, years. I guess it has. Yeah. You know, but I remember when I first saw your work in, I want to say it was Albany Center Gallery, and Justin and I yeah. were having this conversation on the way here <laughs> that we've both been in this area for so long that you kind of know all the artists. Or at least their work. Mm-hmm. You might not know them personally. Yeah. But you know, oh, this is so-and-so's work, or that's sure. their work. Uh, and I walked into Albany Center Gallery, and I saw your, one of your paintings. I don't know if it was if it was like a Hudson Regional Invitational yeah, or something Yeah, it like was, that. yeah. And I remember seeing one of your paintings, and I'm like, who is this? Oh, that's nice. You know, who's this artist? Um, and from that moment mm-hmm. on, I remember thinking it was like a combination of like some crazy Candyland kind of esque game board mm-hmm. and like like pop pop imagery mm-hmm. um, and I remember thinking this artist must be a certain age because it had this kind of seventies aesthetic to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So you were you you've been one of my favorite artists since I've met your work. I mean, I'm I'm lucky enough to know you, and oh. you know, I've worked I worked with your wife Susan for for a number of years, and. But if I never met you, you would have still been one of my favorite oh, artists. Really so that's how we're here. I that's appreciate that. Here. I appreciate that. I um, in fact, the uh, the '70s reference was funny because there was an artist a few years ago who we were talking. He was asking me about my work, and I said, "Well, I grew up in uh, the New Jersey suburbs in the '70s." He goes, "Oh my God, that's your work." <laughs> it explains it all. <laughs> go, oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> So you you did grow up on the East Coast then? Yeah, yeah. How did you end up on West Coast? Uh, okay, let's see. We moved away from um, Central New Jersey, the Old Bridge area, um, it, uh, in like 1972. My father worked for a radio station and uh, had a bit of a drinking problem, and I think felt that if you moved away from this area for some reason that would life would change and it didn't he brought you know whatever issues he had with him so we um moved to denver so this is in 72 so uh yeah so uh and, and so were you like what your I, teens i was uh let's see i was about um yeah i was about 14 or so that's got to be a difficult move at that age it it I was, it was odd. I had a lot of friends and, never, you know, but I, for some reason, thought, oh, this could be an adventure. Hmm. I I think it was like, uh, you know, it was in an era where all of a sudden Colorado was on the wavelength. It was, uh, you know, it was like, what was it, John Denver and all of this kind of stuff. And it was like, oh, all of a sudden people are talking about this place. Let's go out there and see what it's like. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't bad, I, you know, if, 
it was fine, fit in real well, and yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was certainly different. It was uh, the New Jersey suburb we were in was had a lot of transplants from the city, so it had a kind of a, almost an urban feel, to tell you the truth. Mm. You know, there were a lot of even people teaching still in the city and 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 um, commuting in as my father did. You know, so so then uh, we go to Colorado and it's it felt like it was back in 1965 or oh, something. Wow. It felt a little old fashioned, <laughs> and I thought this is kind of interesting. So, <laughs> and you were always at this time. Were you always making? Always drawing? Just at, even at that age? Uh, uh, actually, um, not drawing particularly. It was it was very circuitous kind of thing. I made puppets for a while, hmm. which is a weird, weird thought, but, uh, 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 you know, things like that. I would, and I'd get into um, just little forays into stuff. I made a little uh, Commedia dell'arte kind of um, a reenactment stage and wow. stuff uh, for some reason. I don't, you know, and, and then um, got out of that uh, and started getting into uh, these collage books in the um, kind of mid-70s, 75, 6, 7, where, and I was kind of like, okay, I'm determined to do something every day and make a, a um, contribution to this book. So every day I would find scraps of paper that I would glue in and make collages via, you know, and then make a drawing around it or so and and try and do this on a daily basis. So I have them. I have a few volumes of these oh, wow. and I put them on, actually they're on Instagram. I have a couple pages that I did. And, um, and over time it was like, I started getting more interested in painting and I saw a, um, a painter that I liked at a museum out there, uh, John Fudge, who did kind of, um, uh, kind of more realistic, surreal kind of things. And I was going in more of that direction. And the, the, ethos at that time in the art world was much more of a um you know more of a uh minimalist kind of thing and this there was starting to get be this kind of figure figurative reaction and i think I, I was more in in that genre so i took a class with john fudge to learn how to paint and started painting through that and uh so i that was kind of the extent i went to then i went to a little slight little commercial art school for maybe six months or so and had learned some techniques there and took a class here and, you know, in art history. So it was very, I never received a degree. It was all a hodgepodge of odd kind of choices on my part. <laughs> oh, wow. But it was in, it was so long ago that uh, life was cheaper, you know, so one could get a, I had a part-time house painting job with Chuck the painter and uh, uh, you could work for like four or five hours every three days and make a living it was yeah. uh, and I, you know I would take a bus everywhere and I live in a rooming house and I would paint and you saw the painting upstairs that small one I did did that in the rooming house and uh, so that was kind of what I was doing yeah and so you basically self-taught pretty much yeah so this idea that someone in their teens is interested in the arts in any way, making things. Uh -huh. 
how to sustain that. Like, did you have a high school art teacher? Did you have friends that were interested? Were your parents interested in the arts in any way? Well, to tell you the truth, my mother was a, uh, had um, art training and had taught painting classes in our basement. And it's funny because yeah. I, I, I uh, I've been recently on a Facebook uh, uh, growing up in Old Bridge site the Old Bridge, New Jersey site, and, and my name was seen, and someone said, are you related to Marion Starr, the woman who taught painting classes? And I go, yeah, yeah, so people have been interested in that, so that's been kind of charming, so I've been posting old photos of my mom from 1960 or so. Oh, that's great. That's <laughs> yeah, great. yeah, so, and then you'd have the occasional art teacher that was kind of nice and, and stuff like that, but... Um, yeah, mostly it was just um, yeah, kind of a on my own kind of thing. Yeah, I'm, like uh, I'm just kind of curious about um, like uh, a couple of, of threads here. Yeah. So your your mom was um, teaching painting, and at this was that out in Denver or not Denver in Colorado as well? Or let me. Think I don't believe she was doing it in Colorado. It was just in New Jersey, and she kind of got into um, uh, decorating um, people's houses and doing it in a freelance way from the garage as well. So you know, so so it was always she was kind of entrepreneurial that way, kind of little ideas and stuff. And but I guess I'm curious, <clears throat> like, because Brian's question is like, um, like, how are you like sustaining this? drive without I, I think it, it's like it, it's interesting because like um, it, like having gone through art school there's like a little bit of like they don't exactly tell you how to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know they kind of they give you a, like a, a little bit of a foundation of how to have a studio practice mm-hmm. so kind of coming at it like self-taught like were you just like kind of i'm gonna be an artist and uh yeah yeah and it was a little bit of uh yeah it was slightly a a a little revelatory kind of quality to it actually Uh so uh and uh so it i i just felt like okay this feels like it and it felt like and i think that's where i that's where i went into the commercial art uh school for a moment thinking okay there's got to be a way to possibly make a living you know with something related to art and and i thought no advertising which is what my father did was not interesting so i just thought i would always just have uh uh, part-time gigs uh doing things and that's kind of what i did really i was after house painting i was um into commercial uh into um faux painting with a friend of mine uh, who's also an artist Mm -hmm. and that was that was a lot of fun actually and uh so that kind of stuff, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it was, like I, um, I hate to reference this, but the um, in those days, it was a little, it, it, there was a generosity on the part of uh, the government in terms of, uh, of grants and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I look back, and it's kind of a little slightly shocking, the just between the NEA, which I received, and, and then the... Colorado Council on the grant uh, on the arts, and then um, there would be um, the mayor had an art um, grant. Uh, the um, there would be art shows where there would be cash prizes, and I look back and you know I did quite well with that, mm-hmm. you know, and and so 
and then life was, you know, like I said, was was more inexpensive. You know, after the, I had a sixty-four dollar a month, um, uh, uh, rooming house room, which was quite nice. It was like a little, you know, they they made your bed and stuff. It was wonderful. And then I got into an apartment for two hundred and fifty dollars. You know, and and so you know, you win five thousand dollars. That's going to take you a long way. You know, so. So it was kind of a different, and I feel bad because it kind of tanked. It kind of that whole thing, except in Brian's instance, he, he won a grant recently, but but it was, <laughs> <laughs> which was very very cool for us. But uh, yeah, so it was you know. So you go through you know when you talk about you know just mm-hmm. how times change the ecosystem and stuff like that. Yeah. But I want to go back just like one like step further. Um, yeah. Because you you talked about your um, your friend, uh, or not a friend, but you, you you had mentioned that you had like initially grown up in in New Jersey, mm. and he was like, "Oh, that I get it." Yeah. So what about what is go? What is that that? Oh, How it's that it's like your work? A, a crassness. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, you think about the other, well, Jamie and uh, Villiani, you know, he's, you know, it's like there's a there's a rebirth of the New Jersey aesthetic. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to say so. <laughs> it's like, so uh, so it's 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 that it's always, you know, been de- derided, you know, by by New York in a uh-huh. kind of fun way. But uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm a avid listener uh, to WFMU, uh-huh. which is out of Jersey City. So they joke about the whole, you know, Jersey aesthetic okay. stuff. So it's <laughs> like on the way down, like Brian and I were, were talking about your work a little bit and. Um, Brian had it, kind of described it as like having this kind of punk rock energy to it, um, and I thought that was I think mostly like with the the newer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe do you want to ask him about that? Brian? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the way I I, I saw <clears throat> your work was I, I mean it made sense to me when I learned you know because we've had a conversation years ago where you told me that because I think I asked you I said have you ever taught. And you're and you're like, well, I don't have any degrees. I'm like, oh, you're like pretty much self-taught artist. But it made sense to me the more I looked at your work and thought about your work because you really do go at things in a way where you don't feel like I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you go to art school, you do get these kinds of rules about yeah. what works and what doesn't work. And yeah, if yeah. you're going to use this medium, well, then you can't use that medium or you got to focus on this versus that. And your work always seemed like it was it was going in a place where two different worlds kind of kind of clashed or came up, up against one another. There okay. was always some kind of struggle in there. And so I always kind of felt like there was a little bit of a, a rebelness, a, a rebellion in there, a rebel mm-hmm. in there in the work. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of the kind of conversation we were having yeah yeah uh, well that once that that again goes back to that um it, you know that mid-80s kind of thing you know where uh you know you had the um the uh east uh, village kind of art scene you know and stuff and and uh suko i was really mm-hmm. into her and uh you know so a little transgressive angry kind of quality which i've always kind of enjoyed in painting you know, um, but, uh, 
you know. And again, for someone who's kind of out there doing it on your own, you really look at your your life's work mm-hmm. in terms of what's available online to look at. It yeah. goes all the way back to maybe the 70s, 80s. Yeah. It really is someone who's not just, you know, we, we say this person's like a punk, you know, there's this kind of punk rock. Yeah. But there's also this person who's very well knowledge and very understanding of what's going on both in art history and in current contemporary painting. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there's this thread where I see that kind of 1980s New York, neo-expressionist quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also the surrealist aspect of some of the earlier work. Mm-hmm. A very strong skill set of mm-hmm. rendering from life. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I see that kind of Chicago images, like the Roger Brown true, quality true. That comes in there. Yeah. Um, so it's just really someone who's just picking from all these different bouquets of... American, uh, you know, history, art history, yeah. and kind of finding a way to filter them into something. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that was that was always an abiding interest, to tell you the truth, is just looking at what is out there, you know. And uh, now in particular, if anything, I'm interested in a lot of outsider people. I guess I always have been, but uh, there's a Susan Teorangi King who is just floors me as a paint as a I'm not so much she's not a painter she draws in color pencils and such mm-hmm. and they're just remarkable you know and then Melvin Way um, who, who you know was on the streets and, and you know and carried his work in his pocket that he would put clear tape over and and they would just um, be like little artifacts wow. and he's an amazing artist and you know so so people like you know that that kind of stuff is and it's also the the scale is quite a bit smaller so i've been working on a smaller scale and and i don't know how that happened it just something clicked that i i have i stopped mid painting and i don't know what happened i wasn't able to paint anything at, at a particular scale that i was used to mm-hmm. and um and thought well i have to keep doing this so i went smaller and now i'm kind of combining all of these ones that i've been doing for the last couple of years into something called Dollar Tree. I just want to paint, you know, I, um, on my site, there's kind of a, a an image that uh, we took down in, um, in New Jersey and uh, my wife teaches down there. So we, um, her studio, uh, uh, we painted the wall purple and I put a bunch of my images up with magnets and I want to put them rather close together, not framed, but um, almost like a, like a, He's G's bent quilt or something, mm. you know. So they all tie together, and all the little narratives, which are often quite busy anyway on their own, are really like a little, you know, nutty in their overwhelming display <laughs> of narrative and detail and stuff. So it, you know, so at some point I'll I'll show them somewhere, you know, and in a very in kind of an informal way, informal grid kind of thing. So yeah. And those are the pieces where you're using kind of like the Hudson River School landscape yeah, yeah. and bring in this kind of, you know, like Dollar Tree kind of language of color and line and shape exactly. and form into, yeah. into the equation. Again, that clash of these two. Exactly. Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've, and I, I don't know how long I'll be doing the, the, the Hudson River School business, but, you know, it, it's for at the moment, <laughs> it's been kind of fun because uh, it, it uh, it provides an easy backdrop, you know. So what I'll do is, and a lot of people are surprised by this, the offhand things that I do are often the first thing. Mm. 
and then I'll paint the landscape behind it, oh, wow. uh, which is uh, so it'll I'll it kind of close my mind. Well, I'll isolate <laughs> them because here's the deal: you 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 say you know you see a, a Thomas Cole or something, and you copy this thing, and it's this laborious copy, and then oh wow, that tree really worked well, and that rock really did well, and that cloud. So you can't put anything over them uh, because you did so much to. So this way, you put the the um, silly stuff in that's quick. And then you kind of isolate them with like a, a color, a gray or an off color. And then you kind of find a funny landscape and you go, oh, here, put a tree and this and copy one and fill it in. Right. And then you add a couple things here and there. But uh, for the most part, that's kind of how I like to do it. It kind of uh, but sometimes it gets away from me. So anyway, <laughs> that seems I just. Wow. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, the length of time that goes into these I wasn't sure silly things. If it's, you were using like like found landscapes, like so you, I wasn't, yeah, like if you were like that's what I have to kind of explain that usually in a show or something. I'll, I'll kind of blurt out. I painted the landscape as well because most people think I went out and it's collaged and did a did, yeah found an image exactly and and then painted over it. But I think because they are on paper. Yeah, is that my right? They're all like yeah, 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 yeah. And and but I've had this. I don't know what it is. It's kind of a workaholic kind of quality to them. You know, that's kind of oddball. You know. Mm-hmm. Where they do do take months to do each one. They're small, you know. So, are you are are those in acrylic? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I like the pen. I've gotten into using the oh, okay. acrylic pens, which are kind of fun for me. And so, uh, and then there might be an oil based pen, but I don't know about it. <laughs> you know, and acrylic is acrylic also ties my hands a little bit in terms of doing those those. Um, uh, Hudson River schools things if I were working with oil I would want to get them to be identical mm. but I have some difficulty with acrylic it's kind of a clunkier medium at least in my hands mm-hmm. so so it's like an approximation of what a Hudson River school painting is so it's not you know so anyway I don't take it a little too far so. <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, can, I, there's a couple things I'm, I'm curious about one is like the the imagery that you yeah like all like not just the the work you're talking about um but like kind of going like way back mm-hmm. um where there's like references to album covers like yeah pop culture yeah um some of the sculptures you identify as like bongs yeah yeah so there's this kind of like there's this like kind of rock and roll like I know weirdness to it yeah um which I really enjoy yeah um, it's a little bit it's a little bit sometimes I went over the top yeah and I should pull pull back some of those images and stuff uh-huh. because yeah I had a little too much too much fun too much caffeine too much fun. yeah and uh got into you know just riffing on on album cover art or whatever uh-huh. and so so I regret a lot of what I've done <laughs> no. over the past, but uh-huh. I figure, okay, I put so much into it, just leave them up and see what happens, you know. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of crap in there. But uh, well, I, why? I'm curious why, like, to to pull a, <clears throat> like because I, it seems so like it, it seems to inform like even kind of what you're doing now in terms of like 
this kind of almost like graffiti-like gesture yeah, yeah. of obscuring, you know, and I think I, I used, or Brian used on the way down, this kind of punk rock aesthetic that seemed like kind of interesting. Um, and I'm just kind of curious, like, what was fueling that? Like, you mentioned caffeine, <laughs> like in the back of your head, like yeah. what is it like? Is is it like your youth, or is it like, is it like, um, yeah, it was, adoration of like it was this looking at the foolish images. instance of not of not pursuing an art degree is what, uh-huh. it is, you know, because they would have told me not to go there, yeah. you know. So yeah, it's, anyway, yeah, it'd be it'd be. Well, I think you might be making totally different work if you did get, yeah, get an I, art degree. Yeah, no um, <laughs> but you know, you know, and we talk about that punk rock aesthetic, and I, I think I think about it more in terms of like con- conceptually, um, because I do think I think I also used the word prodigy on the way down here about mm-hmm. you, and I, I said Jeff would probably laugh if I said you know you're kind of like this. This prodigy, like uh, your skill set is quite amazing. Oh, funny. You know, so when, you know, some of those earlier paintings or even that small painting that was upstairs uh-huh. the, of the celebrity or the actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean. Lee Marvin, by the your, way. It was like I forgot to tell you who that your, was. Um, yeah. Your ability to. That was an oil, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it's just. So that's, you, that's where I take it too far, you know, where I like, but oh, this is fun to kind of take it in a very. There's something you know, quite impressive about, you know, it's like when you hear about, you know, a punk rock guy who made his living playing three chords and then you, you find out that he's like classically trained uh-huh, and uh-huh. he can play, you know, all these instrument, instruments. I mean, I feel like you have this skill set uh-huh. that sneaks up on you uh-huh. when you look at your work. Oh, like funny. It looks like this kind of like chaotic ruffling of pop culture and then all of a sudden there's something in there. Uh-huh. Whether it's your color palette, whether it's your rendering of something. Mm-hmm. Um, compositions too. Like this is something that amazing about your work. Uh-huh. I, it's for someone who didn't go to art school and the in terms of like seven years of it or four years of mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. your compositions are quite impressive right from the beginning. Hmm. Um, and so there's something that's just kind of built into the way you see the world hmm. and filter the world um, in your work. And so I, I do feel like, yeah, there's that punk rock kind of quality to it, but there's, there's also that kind of um, elegance and... Um, skill set to the work as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And they're funny and they're grotesque uh-huh, uh-huh. and they're rude at times, which I love. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which I love. Good, good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so my other question, this was my, my other thing that I'm, I'm curious about, yeah. was the puppets. Like, <laughs> yeah, going back, I, I know okay. like, I'm stuck on this. But yeah. Like what was going on with that? Like, <laughs> it was well, actually, they I were love, carvings. I love puppets. Yeah, they were the not puppets. So much is um, what are they? Where they you carve separate pieces out of wood and and uh-huh. put a little um, string like a marionette. Marionettes okay. is what I was made. Yeah, and I think I was I had seen something about uh, um, yeah, Commedia dell'arte uh, marionettes or something, and was really taken with them and. And was in a wood class or something and started doing that, carving them and then painting them and stuff. And hmm. it was just, some, you know, I didn't make a lot of them or anything like that, mm-hmm. but it was just. And, and I, if you'll, yeah, if you look at my idiot body of work, you'll, you'll see that I make 
digressions. I go in different directions, you know? And so that, you know, I was like, all of a sudden, I can't, this painting thing, forget it. I think I'll do ceramics, you know? So then I did ceramics for a few years and, and then I got back into painting and, you know, and then got into drawing the, so I've changed, which is not what you, what art school would tell you never to do. You know, art school is like, you know, do the brand, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I was always, you know, very self-destructive in that way, Mm -hmm. you know, completely going off in supers. And I always enjoyed the idea of having a show that would look like it was a group show. That it was different artists were included, but they were all me, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's death commercially, (laughs) you know. (laughs) And now we celebrate that. You know, you look at someone like Philip Gustin, you know, Uh you go to his if you go to his new shows and we're both Gustin fans. Yeah. yeah. Have you gone to the Gustin now shows that have been happening throughout the country? And uh, um, I went to the one in Boston. And, you know, again, it's three different artists or four different artists throughout the, his career. You know, huh. The early work, you yeah, know, the yeah. late work, and then this weird moments in between. Sure. Um, again, a self-taught artist, pretty much. Yeah, you yeah, know, that's never true. Never went to any kind of yeah. um, art school. If he did, it was like for a semester like you. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, there is, I don't know, I think I'm just doing an informal uh, hypothesis here that there's there's something... There's something vastly different about self-taught artists huh. and artists that go through art programs. I'm not saying one's better than the other, but yeah, there's yeah. maybe a different way of thinking yeah. and different way of exploring. Possibly, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of it could be like the way that just like art is taught, you know, like even like sitting through like a, like a, um, uh, you know, in our history class, it's like they did this and, the, you know, like you kind of get to know artists by almost like a single body of work. Yeah. Right? So you, you get this, like, idea that, like, oh, I have to do this, you know, kind of single body. Um, and, you know, the freedom, too. It's, I really, I like that, what you say about, like, um, it's something I, I've been trying the past couple of years to, like, I try not to let the last thing I've made inform the next thing I make. Mm-hmm. So if it goes in a weird direction, so what? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. try not to think about always as a series, mm-hmm. right? Because I feel like that even that can be kind of um, limiting, right? Like, I, oh, now I got to do the next one. And I it, see. It kind of, you know, it allows for more experimentation. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, even how you describe making these recent paintings is, is very interesting in terms of like. You make this thing in the front that's, you know, like you paint the foreground first almost, right? And then, yeah. and then you have to deal with it. But in dealing with it, like you're not a... So what you said about painting a landscape, like there's a, there's a you know, kind of a, a great moment here and a great moment here and a great... Like you're not going to allow that, you know, you're going to do the foreground, you know, do the abstraction and then layer in the landscape so it's kind of responding to the abstraction it's, mm-hmm. it's a yeah. very interesting way of, of thinking about those images huh. um, which is surprising huh. you know yeah. it's like really um, very surprising to me yeah. uh, it makes me like them more yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, oh, okay yeah, wild what, can you go back to when you said like I can't do any more large paintings yeah, like, I don't what know. What was that moment like? Like, yeah, it was you odd. You just said you just stopped. It was almost like mid brush stroke, and I, I don't know what it was. 
it was some some kind of odd psychological thing or something. I don't know what happened, but um, and I might and it might reverse itself at some point. I have all the you know stuff there that I could and I'd like to, but for some reason it's just not. I, I'm not able to do it. Did you have any anxiety about that? Like, uh, it was like okay, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, yeah, I did have yeah, yeah a little bit, but uh, but anyway, I, you know, so I don't know. I'm just along for the ride to tell you the truth and it'd be nice if there were somebody out there who you know had uh if, that i could read about another artist who had that particular situation because it's just like yeah it was odd yeah so anyway <laughs> I, I mean i actually think smaller paintings are much more difficult to make huh. i think compositionally they're less forgiving huh. i think they they actually wear me out more. Ah, funny. You know, um, I'd rather work on a large painting just because, you know, it's, it's, it's more forgiving. If something doesn't work quite well, whereas a small painting, it just, it just oh, that's going funny. back to it, going back to it, it's more demanding. Yeah, yeah, funny. Hmm. Is the, is the painting still here? Is it still like... Uh, uh, How big was it? Yeah. Oh, it's not huge. It was, uh-huh. you know, let's see, 36 by mm. something. Yeah. And then I tried to, like a year later, do something over it. Like take one of the small paper pieces I've been doing and take one that, that worked well that I thought, oh, I'll simply do a large version of this small one. Uh-huh. And I started working on it. I was like, no, that's not going to fly. And and so so there are alterations to what I, you know, mm-hmm. what I, when I did the original stop, you know, that, uh, but um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Over time. I mean, it, it, you're sitting here again thinking about it, you know, again, I always bring up Gustin because we've talked about Gustin. But yeah, he did that multiple times in his career, you know. He, he oh, did, true. He had that period where he, he was just, doing the little drawings, you know. Yeah, he would do. Yes, yeah, a little. And then mark when he got into canvas. painting again, he started making the small panels. He made those small panels. That's for right. About a year or two. Yeah. And then all that stuff started to go flood back into larger work. That's a good point. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's hope, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I want to get to the bottom of this. Figure <laughs> this out. Why did you stop? Yeah. <laughs> It's funny you kind of have a, like a little distance from it. You're like, I, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. It's getting older is what it is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's the, the weird things that occur. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we, I don't know, Brian, it's you. You want, what do you want to say? You want to call think. it? Come back? There is one question I wanted to ask. That's basic, like uh-huh. studio question. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the best studio you've ever had and the worst studio you've ever had? Um, oh, so in terms of space, I had a, um, a classroom in a school in Denver. And it was, so it was an enormous old, in an old Catholic school and very inexpensive. And it was it was pretty terrific. And for a while, I crashed there. I would live there. Oh wow! And I have a little you know hot plate and stuff and hide. And then uh, and and then um, Susan and I started sharing it. So there's some really neat images that it's actually you know she had these great you know big sculptures there. And so that was fun. And then we then we moved and uh, and let's see the worst space. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm pretty. 
uh, I'm pretty fluid about stuff about that, <laughs> at least. But you know, it's uh, you know about spaces as long as there's some, you know, some vestige of of light and 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 ventilation. I'm pretty, I'm pretty <laughs> okay. So I don't think I've had anything that was terrible, really. You know, so okay. When, when we were upstairs, I was I was curious. Like, is, you had the light on above. Yeah. Is that it for light? No, no. I could show oh, okay. you. I have a color corrected light also okay. that I always bring with me. I yeah. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Because I felt like, wow, this is really. No, that would be light. terrible. No, it's two, and then the other light you kind of put okay. on it. I could. I'll show you later. Yeah. Yeah. Because my. Yeah, right now my my studio that's all i've been doing lately is just adding light i feel like it can't be bright enough oh really yeah okay you gotta watch that though oh really yeah yeah it can get too bright okay. you, you don't want it to be you can't be <laughs> then you're yeah then you're under comp you know and then it mm-hmm. comes out you know dark in the you know in reality yeah. do you have any natural light at all no i'm in a basement oh okay yeah, yeah. that might be why yeah i keep adding light yeah, yeah. um but i'm in the computer mostly so it's oh not okay like, okay yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think a lot of it is just, like, brightening it up so I want to be down there. Uh-huh. I've had this whole, like, <laughs> That's good point. crisis this summer of, like, not making a ton of work, thinking I was going to make, and I just keep yeah. goofing off. Oh, I understand. So I have to, like... Do you listen to music at all when you uh, work? Yes. You do? And you do? Oh, do? yeah. Oh, yeah, That's you do. That's all I do is yeah. listen to music. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was just curious. You have a nice setup in your studio. Yeah, it's, like, that's... Most of my studios, my small space is filled with records and CDs, okay. and <laughs> yeah, yeah. because it's a it's a need. Like my ideas are fueled from music. So yeah, definitely. And you you listen to music. Oh, it's a, like I that. stream WFMU yeah. like yeah. I was saying, and I have a little you know a little Bluetooth speaker, and it's and then you know it's absolutely wonderful to to ignore because I I was only made aware of them. A friend of mine where I used to live was a DJ on a radio station. And he told me about it. He he moved away and moved to uh, uh, Wisconsin, and um, and and I had no idea what they were. And I've started doing the streaming business, and it was a few years ago, and it's been terrific. Do you ever miss the like the whole album though? Do you ever have that like? I don't actually. Yeah, right. I'm a little bit. In fact, I'm I'm not even sure who I'm listening to usually. It's kind of a stream of consciousness thing. It okay. becomes in my head a little bit. And then the DJs are so odd and wonderful to listen to them between things and their shows each have a different uh, different flavor. So that's really a blast, you know. And um, yeah, it's the only ones I recognize are songs from the old days, to tell you the truth, you know. It's like... <laughs> but like, like I'll be driving. I, just, I only stream really when I'm driving. Uh-huh. Like a, in uh, Spotify or... But um, I'll hear a song that I know, and I know the album really well. And then, you know, you listen to that song, and now you want the whole album. And it just goes to the next, you know, song, and you're like... So there's a part of me that really has a trouble with streaming because I'm such an album-focused uh, listener. Like, yeah. the album is the whole entire thing. I know other thing. artists who are like that. Yeah, yeah. so... <laughs> sometimes it becomes a little bit of a yeah, problem for me. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> Yeah, I think I do that too. I think I, I like to play the whole album. I'm trying to remember now. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't listen to talking. Oh, okay. Like I, so, like nor like you'd think like oh, I put on a podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and listen to it, but yeah. I find it too distracting. Okay. Too kind of like taken by the medium. 
Where it's not like, you know, you put on like, you know, some amazing album, but it, but it's easier for my brain to, to filter, uh-huh. you know, to kind of like, just kind of like let it bury itself, I see. you know? Yeah. What, I mean, what kind of stuff is WFMU playing? You said it's like eclectic. Is it like a college station? Is it like... Well, it was at one yeah. point. Yeah, it was out of uh, Uppsala College in, in New Jersey. And then uh, they the college closed and then uh, they took it over. And okay. uh, it's it was the first streaming uh, radio station, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there a really? lot of the earlier people were responsible for very uh early technology involving that huh that's yeah. interesting yeah so it's uh, there's a documentary on the station too oh that's so you cool could see. yeah so do they do like like a little like world music or like jazz like everything everything and you find the show and then they have um i'm gonna check it out they also have uh uh, the uh, archives so you can go back if you like a particular DJ you can go back to what they oh, did wow. in 1994 hmm. and oh listen God. to that show and then li- you know and and then it, it's so it's pretty amazing to tell you the truth yeah huh. great resource huh. you have to join and give them money uh, so pledge <laughs> <laughs> and then you get a bumper sticker right. um, well I'm turning to you Brian what do you think I think it's great. I mean, I'm really glad to sit down and talk with you like this. You too, guys. Yeah. You were very generous. Thank right. you. And love the work. Looking forward to seeing it. And if you, when and if, I'm going to say when, because I'm confident you will eventually, Yeah. get your retrospective or a survey, you came up with the title, Your Idiot Body of Work. <laughs> <laughs> the title of <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Justin. It's been fun. Of course. <laughs>